0: newsrooms, editorial meetings, and under the watchful eye of an editor or producer who had ultimate veto power. Traditional media relied on the expertise of a large group of trained communicators. Then, between 2000 and 2008, one in four media jobs disappeared. While this statistic came from a Forrester research study conducted even before the financial crash of 2008, those of us who work with the media every day already knew it. Local media shrunk dramatically, with the big national outlets becoming understaffed and under pressure to create content, not only for their regular beats or programs, but for their online presence as well. Meantime, we began to witness the birth of a new kind of media, digital outlets hosted by individuals and brands that feature blogs, podcasts, webinars, and other content tailored to a very specific group of readers. We call these micromedia. And collectively, they're creating a new way to get attention for your platform, your message, your mission, your story, or your business. You may be wondering, what is micromedia? Everyone, literally every individual, business, and organization is a micromedia outlet, whether they know it or not. Everyone with a smartphone can be one part camera operator, one part humor columnist, one part radio host, or whatever kind of media outlet they'd like to be. This isn't anything new. We've always had the human impulse to gather and share information, making us micromedia outlets, in a sense, even before the Internet or social media came along and gave us an amplifier. Before technology gave us new tools for sharing, most of us influenced two groups of people, those in our direct physical space and the friends and family members we kept in our circle with letters, phone calls, and visits. Those who wrote for a church newsletter or sent out a yearly holiday update to their list might have influenced more people in that environment But for the most part, we had to go to a lot of dinner parties to be a true influencer. Fast forward to today, there are still some micromedia who primarily influence in pre-internet ways, in their physical environment and with friends and family. But the vast majority of micromedia are now influencing exponentially more people than ever via the internet. Some micromedia have grown their audience so large that they rival traditional media in terms of reach, while others influence several hundred via Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Both matter tremendously to anyone looking to get a message out. Part of the reason many micro-media outlets are doing so well is that they're challenging the status quo and removing the traditional gatekeepers. They are amassing their own sizable audiences and beginning to play a much larger role in influencing public opinion. As the power and reach of traditional media continue to erode, many of the big players are looking to these new, smaller outlets as the best option for future growth. Others are reforming and forging alliances with one-time competitors in an effort to strengthen their diminishing brands. The 21st century has already seen the creation of Bloomberg Businessweek, Newsweek and the Daily Beast, and Disney ABC Television, which was purchased by Disney in 1996. Furthermore, AT&T acquired DirecTV, Altus, a French company, acquired Suddenlink, and Comcast made a prolonged but ultimately failed effort to acquire Time Warner Cable. All further evidence that mergers among the traditional giants, which are struggling to survive, will continue as the millennium moves on. Consumers began to really feel the shift in the mid-90s, when online-only general interest publications such as Salon.com and Slate.com became among the first to dip their toes in the fast-moving water. They were swiftly joined by dozens and then hundreds of other online-only publications, whose combined cachet and clout now arguably comes close to commanding the attention of once reserved for the evening network news, or the newspapers plucked daily from the porch or newsstand. In an op-ed in the New York Times, author and NPR host Kurt Anderson aptly describes the 1990s as the era in which the digital age got fully underway, and I quote, At the beginning of the decade, almost none of us had heard of the web, and we didn't have browsers, search engines, digital cell phone networks, fully 3D games, or affordable and powerful laptops. By the end of the decade, we had them all, end quote. Although the changes in the media started almost two decades ago, many marketers, branding experts, authors, small business owners, entrepreneurs, nonprofit organizations, and activists are still operating as if they remain in a media environment where top-down messaging is the only way to grow support for ideas, products, and services. As a result, major companies around the world are spending billions of dollars on PR and marketing processes that are not suited for this new environment. Individuals looking to grow their own platform focus far too much attention and resources strictly on traditional methods, missing huge opportunities to grow their own micromedia channels or use coverage in these channels to open the doors of the large traditional outlets that remain. Small businesses, authors, and speakers are increasingly aware of the social media options and tools, but few can grasp how to create the right...